today on The Breakdown. They are two off the money in the Aria $300,000 Super High Roller Bowl. And GPI ranked number three in the world, Stephen Chidwick, is playing a hand against Daniel Negreanu. And let me just say this. Fireworks ensue. Things go pop is what I'm talking about here, people. Lots of crazy things happen. We're going to talk about it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Is it just me, or does Stephen Chidwick remind you of the Grim Reaper a little bit? Sure, sure. I think it's not just you. I think he reminds most people of the Grim Reaper. (laughs) So it's bad news for Negreanu, then? It could be. Yeah. It definitely could be. He's Chidwick, I remember the first time I ever saw him play, he was uh, made a WPT final table years and years ago, and he had just been a cash game player who had like gone to Bellagio to play for a while and just stayed there basically just playing the high stakes games and just was like living at Bellagio playing the high stakes games for, you know, like a year or something. Like that, that sounds like a very strange life. Yes. I imagine it is very strange. And he has been one of the few guys to really maintain all these years later, uh, a sense of dominance. He's actually gotten better, not war. You know, he's improved um, and plays more and more, of course, tournament poker now than he used to. But uh, that was the first time he was like the online special guy back then. And now he's, uh, he's just special. He's you a know, special, special I mean, Grim Reaper. He, he's been ranked number one before on the GPI. I know that. And currently number three. Super impressive. Another guy, who, by the way, who's ranked number one also in the final nine here, Alex Foxen. Not in so, this hand. No, but, but playing. You've played with Alex Foxen. I have. Did he stare at you like he wanted to murder you? Um, he didn't stare at me too much. I was doing more of the staring at him uh, for the most part. Well, he, might, he must have adopted a new thing because I know you didn't really watch the Super Eye Roller Bowl, the no. recent one. But... Man, Foxen is really trying something with his staring. Oh, really? Where it's like, it looks it looks like he's just saying under his breath, like, "I want to fucking kill you. I'm just gonna destroy you if you do anything that I don't like. You you're gonna die." He does like, have an intensity to him for yeah. sure. And even like when when you talk to him, he's just a, he was anyway. That this one time I played with him, he was a super intense guy, and not like in a funny way, like just yeah. not like in an unlikable way either, but just like whoa, like, geez, man, like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know how to explain it. Like, if you watch the Super Eye Roller Bowl, you'll see he, the way he stares at people after he bets or when they're about to bet or anything. Mm. is just like, he is mean mugging the shit out of everybody. Really? It's crazy. Huh. It's like more than I've ever seen any player do it. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. I guess he feels like he gained some advantage from it, obviously. He must. I mean, he's the number one player in the world, so it's working out. Yeah, it is. I mean, he's I think mean it would be... mugging, by the way. It, wow. It would be pretty intimidating, I think. Seriously, the way yeah. he stares at people. And he does it to people who are right next to him, like two feet away. He's yeah. just like, Ali Misrovich is a 23-year-old kid just trying his best because he's like <laughs> shot up the charts recently and he's next to Fox and he's just like looking at him <laughs> like he's terrified because Fox <laughs> just like has bet, two, has bet two blinds on the flop and is staring at Ali like he's going to snap him in half. Yeah. It's crazy. That's funny. But instead, we have the Grim Reaper who doesn't stare at people like that. He just kind of has a blank look on his face. Yeah, he's like, like I mean, if he could be meditating for all we know, you know? Yeah. He's in a, a happy place, a calm place. He does look very calm, doesn't he? He Chidwick does. has an air of calm. Super grounded, super calm. Anyway, he's going to not play this hand super calmly. Right. I will say. Right. Um, so, yeah, nine remain. The bubble is 550K, I think. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. So that's a big bubble. Seven get paid. Yep. Now, it's not really the same as a normal bubble because the short stack is Daniel Negreanu, and he has 72 blinds. Right. So it could be a while to get rid of two out of, out of the nine players. He's the short stack at this table. Total. Oh, he is? Yeah. Wow. 
That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a long time. It's going to be hours. Yeah. You would assume anyway. Unless coolers happen or, yeah, or weird happen, stuff happens. Yeah. Sometimes it's like a minute and two people are out, but yeah. usually it's not the case, right? Right. 72 blinds. So you can't... If I, was, I mean, I've never experienced a bubble like that where it's like this could really last like into well into the next day. Where you expect it to, right? Yeah. I've been on many bubbles where it seems to take forever. It right. takes over an Even hour. Even though there's like a bunch of eight blind stacks or whatever. It's just annoying. But um, but this is different where you're like, oh, we're, we're miles away from. Right. From so you just have to like mentally adjust and be like, okay, we're not really bubble play right now. Right. Yeah. We, it's not. I it, still have to like try to just play poker and accumulate chips. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's what Chidwick's doing when at 5K, 10K in the cutoff, they are forehanded. So he's also under the gun, but whatever. He's in late position. He's got 9-10 off. Good enough for a raise for sure. Yeah. Makes it 25K. He's got almost 100 big blinds, 994K in his stack. Uh, oh, sorry. Holden Cantrell suggested this. Almost oh, forgot. Yeah. Good job, Holden. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer on Twitter. We are the Poker Guys. That's where he suggests. Include a YouTube link and a timestamp. Holden could not use a YouTube link for this hand because it's a poker go hand and they don't put all of their hands on YouTube, but he did his best. And that's good enough. This time. When you're a Hall of Famer. Yeah. I mean, if you're a rookie, guess what? Get back to the Bush Leagues, kid. Yeah, you're out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. Go fetch me some chewing tobacco right now. <laughs> yeah. It's like that. <laughs> yeah. It's like that. All right. 10-9 off. Okay. 10 of clubs, 9 of spades. Sure. Chidwick makes it 25K. Mm-hmm. Negranu has the short stack, but as I said, 72 blinds, 719K actually. And he has two sevens. Uh, and he is going to call. I yeah. think this is a spot where you could really three bet. You absolutely could. It's fine to three bet. I don't think you should always be three betting. Yeah. Um, and I think Negranu likes to play post flop. And so this is a, a call for him. They're deep enough that he can absolutely call. He's got position. It's it's not a bad thing to call here, I don't think. But I think normally the standard play forehand would be to three bet this hand for sure. Especially when you're this deep, actually, where you know, unless you think Chidwick's got a lot of four bets in him and you're like you're not gonna know what to do. Yeah. Like you just most and if, if you don't think he's got that, then you can Chidwick probably does, honestly. He probably does. So maybe that's a reason to call a little bit more. You can per, you know There's just not that many good flops for sevens, you know. And there aren't, but you're but like he's gonna bet two and a half lines on the flop yeah. a lot. You're gonna call a lot and then you get to play poker on the turn and sometimes you call sometimes you fold sometimes he checks and you're Daniel Negreanu you you think you can figure it out right sure so I think Daniel wants to try and my guess is Daniel's going to try and play to his strengths which is his post-flop play and post-flop reads and so I get why he would call here probably even more than a lot of other players I think it's probably profitable for him to do so you know it may be and he does get to end up heads up in position because both of the blinds fold. That is nice. See, the yeah. problem is, of course, the big blind can come in, which is a real good reason to three bet. Yeah. Yeah. But somehow they don't for 15K more. Mm. But there is 75K in the pot now. Yeah. And uh, it's one of those flops that's actually good for sevens. No, you don't get too many of those. But we got one here. It's the deuce three six rainbow. Yeah, it's a pretty good flop. Nobody's got a flush draw or a backdoor flush draw. So there's no factoring there. I mean... Currently, Negreanu could easily be beat, but it's very likely that he's not. Mm-hmm. He feels pretty good. Yeah. As Chidwick, do you think it's an obligatory continuation bet? I do not. Okay. Um, I think it's really okay to check this. At the same point, Chidwick has all the sets, for sure. He opened from yeah. the cutoff. He's got all the overpairs. Yep. He's got... Um, it's 2-3-6, right? Yep. He does have 4-5 suited. Yep. Um, he has a range advantage on Daniel, I would say. Not a huge one, but he's got a range because of Because he has the over pairs and yeah. Daniel's less likely to. Daniel's got all the sets and on the four or five suited also, but he, Chidwick has aces, kings, queens, ace, king, and Daniel has much less of those, if any. Right. right? I mean, it's just the way it is. Yeah. So Chidwick has not a huge range advantage, but a range advantage. Um, 
I think it's fine to bet this. Also, this is and more practically, Daniel's going to miss this flop a lot, especially when he flats on the yeah. button, right? He's just going to miss it a lot. Like you actually think he's probably three betting a lot of hands like pocket sevens and pocket mid pocket pairs anyway. Right. Even yeah. if he's calling here. The problem for Chidwick is that he blocks a lot of the hands that Daniel's going to miss the flop with and flat preflop with nine. Sure. That's true. But, but if Daniel's calling with sevens, that means he's calling with King queen. He means sometimes anyway, King yeah. Jack King 10 suited, although we blocked that a little bit. Um, ace nine suited. There's a lot of hands that Daniel may just, uh, may just fold if we size this well on the flop. Yeah. I think I would much prefer to three bet ace nine suited over two sevens preflop because you have a blocker. Yeah. Yeah. I understand yeah. that. Um, either way, Chidwick decides it's good enough for a C bet and he does something kind of interesting. He bets a lot bigger than players bet these yeah. days. He bets two thirds of the pot. He bets 50 K into 75. I think this is exactly to the point what I was just saying too, where he doesn't want Daniel to call with the ace X is of the world here. Yeah. If Daniel get has rid some of those. Of those. Yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually fold it. I understand you like to call, but just fold this. Like I don't want to deal and neither do you like there's a, there's an implied threat that not only am I betting five blinds now, but the next one's going to be a lot bigger. Right. Yeah. So like, do you really want to call with your overcards and your ace high when it looks like I've got two jacks? Like, I mean, the ace-axes, let alone the king-queens and king-jacks, Right. if Chidwick bets like 15K, the ground is probably going to call exactly. with. And a lot of players do stuff like that yeah. these days, right? And so you sort of feel obligated to call with all your over, over cards, and Chidwick's like, no, 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 I'm just going to win this pot. And this is going to work a lot, I Not think. this time. No, Daniel's hand is way too good to fold. Right. But Daniel, although he's turned into a bit more of a GTO-type guy, he still has got a lot of that old-school Negreanu in him. Mm. And I say that in premise to what he's about to do, because this is weird. I think I understand what Negreanu is doing. I don't think it's necessarily good. Okay. He min raises. Yeah. Two sevens, deuce three, six to 100 K. Yeah. Weird. Super weird. It's very strange. So why? What do you think? You said you understand what he's doing. Is it protection or you think of something else? I think it's mostly protection and free river type thing. Like he doesn't want to face a big bet on the turn against an overpair. Probably assumes Chidwick's just calling with an overpair a lot. Right. Yeah. Chidwick is almost certainly going to just yeah. call. With, they're deep enough that he doesn't, he doesn't have, if he has aces, he doesn't have to double Daniel this up. This way, Negreanu, like Chidwick's definitely betting more than 50K on the turn if he's betting again with an overpair. Oh, yeah. Right. That's true. If he's got like queens or something. So I think like this that. is effectively just trying to like protect slash cheap showdown. But at the same point, if Chidwick's betting big with an overpair on the turn, can't we as Daniel fold a lot on the turn? Like, if you, yeah. like, we could save the money and not put in 100K. We could only put in 50. Well, unless we think Chidwick's going to be really well balanced but here. By right? doing this, we get rid of the hands like 9 10 and right. Jack 10 and hands like that right. that have significant equity against us. And, like, we don't know what we're trying to avoid on the turn and sure. all that. And those hands are, you know, just not going to call this race, right? So, yeah. Like, that's, They're not going to call it, and even though a, it's a min race. That's a pretty good result for this hand. That's a pretty good result for this hand. At the same point, it's not the greatest result for no, this it's hand, not. right? Like, those hands, like 10-9, it's true, we don't know what we want to avoid, but also, you know, like, we're significant favorites over all those hands at this point, and we're just going to let them off the hook, right? Instead yeah. of, like, he's going to feel obligated to keep bluffing some of the time with those hands, and now he doesn't have to. He's going to probably keep bluffing pretty big once he takes this sizing on the flop, and Negrano, yeah. if Negrano just calls, like... If a well, jack comes on the turn, Chidwick bets, I don't know, 125, 130K. It's not a comfortable spot. True. But at the same point, I mean, I don't know what Chidwick's going to do in a lot of spots. He may actually give up on some of his bluffs, too. I'm just thinking when Negrano calls 50K on the flop. He may think, like, oh, okay, you actually have something real. And you're Dan Negrano. You're a calling station. Maybe I won't try. I mean, what does he have when he calls 50K on the flop, though? Um, 
five, six suited, six, seven suited. I guess sometimes pocket fives, sometimes pocket sevens. Maybe, I guess if you have pocket sevens, you can have eights and nines. Mikita Badzikowski, the hand from last week, had pocket nines here. Um, although they weren't four-handed, they were seven-handed. Um, stuff like that, mostly? I think any card over a seven comes, Chidwick's bombing it. I mean, really, if an eight comes, he's bombing it? I mean, it's questionable, but I think he is. He's saying, like, none of the hands that were, were losing to overpairs on the flop improved if an eight or higher comes. Mm-hmm. So... Unless right. he has six, eight suited. Because you just think, feel like the ground doesn't have nines yeah. plus almost ever. Right. Right. So he's like, what are you going to do? Right. I mean, like, I have all of the over pairs. You have either, like, okay. some suited six, maybe ace three suited. You have pocket fours, pocket fives, pocket sevens. What are you yeah. going to do? You have five, six suited. What are you going to do? It's 130K. Okay. But at the same point, if we're in a ground and we think he's bombing any card over an eight, that means, like, most of those cards are going to miss Chidwick and where you get to be in position and like, isn't that the, isn't the way you make money in poker to let the bluffers bluff, right? I mean, that's one way. Scare them away. That's, I mean, I mean, you said at the beginning of this, like you, you think you know what he's doing, but you don't think it's necessarily good. Right. right? So what do you think is the problem with, with this? I think a lot of the problems lie in the statement that you just made. Okay. Which is like, we're just basically just protecting. Right. And I guess we're charging ourselves less against overpairs. Um, we are until the river anyway. I guess yeah. we're going to fold the river if he calls and then we go check, check on the turn and he bombs and he bets big on the river where he's like, oh yeah, well, my overpair is good. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's weird. Um, you know what, uh, Christian Soto, who is a friend of the podcast would say about this, right? Assuming this is what Daniel's doing, by the way. We don't he's really merged, know. not pulled. No, he would say LOL protection. Oh. You know, <laughs> he loves saying something like that. He might also say he's merged, not pulled. Cause that's kind of what. Yeah, actually that is true. Yeah, that's right. Um, so anyway, so Daniel does this. I don't like it. I think Daniel's supposed to call. I think good players mostly call here. Maybe Daniel's trying to do this like weird thing where yeah. he is merged, not pulled, but I don't know how that helps him against Chidwick very often. Anyway. I mean, it would, be, is, it would be nice to fold out ace four suited if we're going to raise two. So I don't know why we right a hundred K. I guess right. it's to charge ourselves the minimum. Charge it when, when he re-raises. Yeah. Although is, is Chidwick going to re-raise with aces anyway? I mean, I think that's Negreanu's thought is that he's not. Right. And that's, and that's why he can do this. And it's right. okay because he's now charging himself less when Chidwick happens to have it. And he's making sure all the scary overcards don't come when Chidwick doesn't have it. Right. That's his plan, I think. I think it seems like it's likely his plan. Because I don't know what else it is. I don't either. It's kind of like a 2002 play. It feels like a 2000. It feels like something we'd see on like old school world poker tour. Phil Gordon is in the booth during celebrity poker yeah. showdown and saying, you have to race to find out where you are and stuff like that. Not that that's exactly what Negreanu is doing, but maybe a little bit. Yeah, but we have to give Negreanu some credit. Of course we, we do. Just last Monday, we came out with a breakdown where we were very complimentary of Negreanu's play and thought oh he God. played great and made a decision that we probably wouldn't have been capable of that was very good. I don't think I would have been capable of making the fold in the moment right. the way he did, even though when we broke it all the way down, it's like, oh yeah, this is a fold. Yeah. But like... It felt re- I, I would have really struggled to fold that hand in that spot. Yeah. So, but still, like, I just don't, I don't see there being enough merit to this play to make it profitable. I agree. This is why, you know, Justin Bonnerwell, how maybe he's raising sometimes too, but man, it feels like the good players call here because they don't want, because they don't want to inflate the plot with this medium strength hand when it's, they're in position. It's a great spot. Yep. It's a great spot to call. Well, Chidwick's not having it. You would think this hand's just over, but Chidwick's like, you know what, buddy? I've watched you on Poker After Dark circa 2007. I know you do this with one pair hands that are trying to get to showdown. <laughs> it's 250K to go, buddy. I'm not folding the 910 like you wanted. Mm. So Chidwick makes it 250. 
This is bad if Negreanu doesn't believe that Chidwick would three bet over pairs. Right. I believe Negreanu thinks Chidwick would not three bet over pairs. And I believe that for a few reasons. One of them is uh, he calls. He doesn't fold. He calls the 250. He does. Yeah. So that's a pretty strong indication that he thinks, because in the old days, like in a cash game is when people do this, like, oh, I guess you got the aces. Oh, yeah. nice hand, nice hand. And they fold. Um, that's not what's going on here, right? Daniel's not raising for information, at least not the kind of information that people normally are raising right. for. Um, if anything, I think when, when Chidwick raises now, it, it polarizes him because these players are so used to playing such a particular way in tournaments, especially, especially these big buy-in tournaments with these top-ranked players where they're just so polarized when they three-bet the flop. And Daniel can have all the sets, for sure, right? Right, Daniel's completely uncapped here. I mean, Chidwick is repping like... The top three nut hands, basically. Like, he's is Chidwick raising bottom set in this spot? I don't know. Probably maybe. just going with it. Maybe he's like, yeah, whatever. But maybe he's just calling, too, to let Daniel... Because, like, he doesn't want to blow Daniel off the hand kind of a thing. He yeah. Might, he might call to specifically just to let Daniel keep, you know, keep doing whatever he, weird thing he's doing. Maybe the sizing made Chidwick think that he could raise over pairs or something. Maybe. But Daniel would would raise this way with like the four or five if he was going to raise and t- and if he had pocket sixes, this is how he'd size it. I, I do believe that probably. So probably. that's problematic. The, I mean, the th- the thing that's interesting is that both of them have all of the sets and all of the straights in their range. Right, that makes sense. Like right. the suited straights. Yeah. So, okay. So Negreanu's sitting there now, and he he right. must eliminate over pairs because he does call. Right. Because if he if he doesn't eliminate over pairs, it's a terrible call. There's Agreed. like so much value that beats him. Agreed. But now we're down to just, what is it, 13 combos mm-hmm. that are problematic. I don't know if this is useful or not, but I'm going to try it out and see, see how this goes. So Dan Ergano actually gave an interview after this hand was over, and he talked about this street specifically. And he said when he was three-bet by Chidwick, he then immediately eliminated aces. Okay. He said, like, I know he never has an overpair now. Okay. He actually said, well, I won't say any more what he said because it may play into other things. But like just, just to confirm that part of it, he felt he seemed very clear and sure of himself about that. Which, by the way, is sort of problematic for Chidwick's raise. It as is. As we're saying. It sounds like if Chidwick wanted to continue in this hand and try to make something happen, a call would have been a better course of action. Right. Um, or he's got to be re-raising aces, which I yeah. don't think he really wants to do. I mean, right. yeah, you don't really want to get 72 blinds in on this flop with one pair when Negreanu can have all of the nutted hands. And Negreanu's, like, almost never going to get it in with worse hands. Like, as we were saying, like, what's the, worst, what's the best over pair Negreanu has here that isn't that we're beating? It's, like, pocket eights. So he's not going to call 72 blinds off very often with pocket eights in this spot, right? Do you think Negreanu's ever doing this as a pure bluff, the raise to 100K? Yes. So he can have, like, king-queen? I do think he's doing it sometimes. I think... Now, maybe not in this exact spot again when they're four-handed, though, yeah. which is really your question, isn't it? It's to, it's to this exact spot. I think normally on this board he is, but that's like, but against that's better against an under-the-gun player when they're But, but Chidwick, ring. like we said, has all of the netted of hands. Of course he does. So maybe Negreanu isn't doing it. That yeah. would be problematic for Chidwick's raise here, too, because then let's talk about the totality of Negreanu's range. Let's it's do it. It's those 13 combos that are all problematic, like once he raises, not pre-flop. Mm-hmm. Um, those 13 combos, which are all problematic. Pocket sevens, maybe pocket eights. I mean... I guess I would never yeah. put those. I would think, okay, the, if we're going to give him two pocket pairs, I'd be more likely to give him fours and fives because they've got shots. Right. Which, and they're, they're those, even those more like vulnerable. A, yeah, yeah. Those are like a hand that makes sense to raise here. Mm-hmm. Kind of more so than sevens in my mind. Yeah. Just, yeah. Because of the equity. Yeah. So then if we just give him those, then there's more value than there are bluffs, like super strong value or like hands that can continue. So we need the to have weird bluffs. Yeah. 
which is it's tough to come up. I guess Chidwick believes Negrano's got the king queens of the world sometimes. He must. He must believe that. I think the sizing, I think Chidwick might have such little respect for Negrano that he thinks the sizing is like indicative of hand strength. Is it possible that it's true? I wouldn't think on this board that Negrano would need to raise any more than 100 But that's the best reason why Chidwick would do this, right? Yes. Or he just sees Negrano get really, really uh, handsy with, with flops like this. <laughs> Really handsy with flops like this. He's got his. If you actually watch the video, he's touching the flop. I mean, I, I didn't want to get any more specific. He's than caressing that. the six. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, uh, like even though like Chidwick is like, no, no, I have all the nutted hands too. He sees Negrano like raising on these flops too often. Period. Even when he feels like Negrano doesn't have a range advantage, and so maybe he thinks like, yeah, screw you. Like, yeah, maybe you think you you think you have a range advantage. You don't. I know that, and so. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put it on you. You figure it out. You These know? players are making very strange decisions. They are. These are really strange decisions. I mean, Lerano could absolutely fold to this three bet, too. Even though he calls. Yep. I mean, he's losing to all the value. Every yeah. single bit of value he's losing to now. And if if Chidwick has even some of the overpairs, it's very problematic. Right. I mean, if yeah, but any anything that isn't an absolute bluff. Negrano is, is behind and in trouble behind. Not like, right? Because he's got like two outs against yeah. all that stuff. Or like runner, runner, straight. Yeah. So, you know, that's all he's got. It's not good. No. Turns out he's in great shape. Right. Now, and now maybe Chidwick is getting frisky with too much of his range and doesn't have the overpairs. And that means you got to call here because Chidwick then really only has the 13 combos that we referenced earlier. And then he has like a lot more combos of random bluffs. Yeah. If he's just doing this because he's like, yeah, fuck you, Negrano. Right. And then the so then that comes back to Negrano thinking like he's polarized and what hands is he really doing this with? And how often does he attack people who he sees as, you know, maybe too wide in in certain spots? And if, and Chidwick being the number three ranked player on the GPI is the answer is probably a lot, right? He probably like takes, as we like to, as you like to say, take every spot that he sees, you know? Yeah. He's like, oh, this is sort of a spot. I'm going to take it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you're good enough and you see all the spots and you take all the spots, it's going to work out pretty well. Well, anyway, Chidwick, obviously, despite having a stone face of a Grim Reaper, very unhappy when Negranu puts the chips in (laughs) and calls. He's like, never mind. He's like, okay, cool. So I just put in 25 blinds on the flop with 10 high and no real draws. I could be drawing dead. Yeah. I'm often drawing dead. Yeah. You know, like Negranu is, has the nuts and doesn't want to blow me off. It has a set and it has bottom set and is a little bit afraid, but is never going to fold. Like, it's not good. Yeah. It's awful. It's awful. Yeah. But you know what's good? Nitrogen Sports Poker Room. Jonathan. Yeah. So opposite of the way Stephen Chidwick feels in that moment is the way you could feel if you use the link in the description when you sign up for Nitrogen Sports Poker Room. And, you know, they have a new technology now. It's called Nitrogen in the Neighborhood. And they actually, Nitrogen isn't just on the web anymore. It comes to you. They bring it to you. It's delivered sort of like a pizza. You get to play poker. You can sports bet. You can see That's just completely in your home. It's FedEx to you. That's a lie. You yeah. have to actually use the internet and That's the computer, correct. and you have to use the link in the description of this podcast if you want access to our exclusive Poker Guys events. Woo! Yo! <laughs> you know, somebody, I'm just going to take a moment in the middle of this ad to say something. Okay. So someone tweeted at us about how they 
their favorite podcast and content of the year. And we were on their list of four poker things. And they said for us, it was for, I think they said something like, you know, something about like GTO breakdowns and terrible ad reads. Yes. And guess what? We're doing it again. Yeah. <laughs> that, and we will forever. It and, feels great. Until nitrogen decides to pull the plug on this Please whole operation. Don't do it. Yeah. And <laughs> if you want the operation to continue, you should use the link because nitrogen yeah. is less likely to pull the plug in that case. So yeah. this is actually a threat. <laughs> <laughs> this ad is a threat. <laughs> so use the link. Get on there. Get you some poker. Get you some casino games. Get you some sports betting. Yeah. It's all good times in the neighborhood for you. Right? Delivered to your door. Nitrogen sports. In the way that the internet kind of yeah. flies Amazon. over the airwaves. Right. Amazon sends things to you. Nitrogen will send things to you as well. They will not. Well, you can buy like a hat. Okay, but they you. will not send you the, <laughs> the internet. <laughs> you have to use your existing internet. This is my new thing. I think all year, my, my, res, my resolution for 2019 is going to be every time we do a nitrogen ad to have falsehoods in it. <laughs> I don't Just, think you need to make a resolution. I think you do that every time. I think well, you already it's do be that. more formalized. I guess. <laughs> oh, okay. You're, you're going to you're going to enumerate them at the end of the year, all of the falsehoods that you... Uh, I mean, I'm not going to do it, but hopefully one of the Hall of Famers will have a, a nice long tweet about it or something. I doubt that. Nobody's going to do that. Don't, guys, prove him wrong. Prove him wrong. You don't want to do that. All right. Let's get back to it. All right. So there's 575K in the pot. Negreanu has less than a pot behind. He's got 444K. I mean... Yikes. Wow. Yikes. I mean, Negreanu decided to call, so he thinks he has the best hand. This is yikes for both players right here. Yeah. Like... Chidwick is, what's Chidwick going to do on like a jack? I mean, are we shoving? I, I think we're just giving up, right? When, once Negrano calls the 250, we've got to shut it down. Negrano's decided so. he's not folding. Yeah. Like we just, if an ace comes, fine, we can bomb it. If a king comes, I guess we could bomb it. Otherwise, we just have to, even though that doesn't make sense, at least that's scary. And maybe we can have that. Like, you know, it's a scary overcard. Negrano like never has an ace or a king. But otherwise, I think we should just give the hell up and get the hell out of this hand. Well, none of that would be interesting. No. What would be the most interesting thing? Um, the most interesting thing? Yeah. Well, what's, what's like the most interesting turn card you can think of? Uh, um, the the Elf of Cups. That's incorrect. I oh, think okay. I do think one of the most interesting turn cards comes because yes. Stephen Chidwick pairing his 910 yeah. has got to be the most interesting thing, of at least from Chidwick's is. perspective. Of like, course Okay. Is. What the hell do I do now? Yeah, it's like super weird. Like before he's either going to give up or bluff all in. Those are his two options. And I think he was probably going to give up. Um, unless maybe he got the perf- an ace on the turn or something like that. Uh, now it's a weird spot. Because the turn is the nine of diamonds. Yeah. And Stephen Chidwick all of a sudden card. has 90% of the equity. So yeah. that's pretty good. He doesn't know that, though. Yeah. That is, that is key. He's not aware that he has 90% of the equity. So the question is now, what do you do with your nine? Well, that's I mean, a, I think the answer is you're supposed to check your nine, right? I mean, he three bet, though. It's so weird to check. Are we going to bluff? I mean, we're bluffing if we bet, right? This is one of those spots that I, I just don't know. I don't know what the hell to do. I don't either. Um, I don't know what we think Daniel has. That is the nine. The nine is the nine possibly irrelevant. Well, obviously it's not. It turns out it's not. Yeah. So, so I guess the answer is no. But it feels like if I'm Chidwick, the nine is kind of no. I don't think card. so because I still think there's those twelve combos of pocket fours and pocket fives that okay. make that makes sense for Negrano to play this way. That he would then call, call the if he doesn't believe with. Chidwick, he's gonna right. And he, okay. blo- and he blocks the nuts with those hands. Okay, that's great. Yeah. You know what? That's that's where it really matters. Now yeah. it turns out Negrano can also have sevens, but I wouldn't be thinking. So that he can probably Chidwick. have eights too. Sure. Yeah. So then that's great if he can have all those things. 
I mean, yeah. of course, there's a lot of other things you can have that are really a problem. But yeah, okay. well, I mean, two books drawing dead to a lot of what Negrano has. Um, yes, that's correct. Everything, all those 13 combos, Chadwick was drawing dead to already on the flop. <laughs> that is, no, 7-8 can come. 7-8 can come and make him. Oh, right. 7-8 or 4-5 to chop. But. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's what we're down. Turns out four or five would actually beat him and yep. not chop, but yes. Yeah. So yeah, okay, good. I, I honestly I don't know what to do with Chidwick. Um I don't think we can possibly bet here. Check fold if Negrano bets. I don't know if we should check fold, but betting doesn't make any sense to me. How are we gonna get value? It feels really hard to get value with the nine. We have a bluff catcher now, don't we? Yeah. Even though it turns out we have the best hand, and Daniel actually has a medium strength hand too. I don't know how we're supposed to figure that out. Um, I guess we could say, I mean, do we want to bet? Like if Daniel has one of the 13 combos, which it's reasonable for him to have, he just called the three bet on the flop and we bet he's going to raise a lot, right? I mean, we could shove. That's one option. There's five. What are we hoping is going to happen? I don't know. So probably we shouldn't shove if we don't have an answer to that question, right? Like what are we hoping is going to happen if we bet? We're hoping he folds. I don't know. If we have top pair, we shouldn't bet hoping he folds. That just can't be right. So we check and hope Negrano turns pocket fours into a bluff. That's fine. If we check and he checks it back, we could maybe take a sigh of relief and look to value bet certain rivers. Because now he can have four, fours and fives. Yeah. Um, maybe even sevens and eights. So are we check folding if Negrano bets? I don't, I don't know if we are. It's a... Ugh, I probably. Yeah. Like, what is he supposed to have? Don't we just have to check fold? Like... Wouldn't Negrano actually bet fours and fives and sevens and eights if we checked here after we just three bet the flop? It doesn't feel like it. I don't feel like you would. I think, I think we should check fold, but it's, which is weird to hit your best card and then check fold. But here we are. Well, Chidwick disagrees with you. Yeah. He decides to bet and he decides not to go all in. He decides to bet 150 into 575. It's an interesting option. It's super weird. Like, is, it, is he thinking that he can get called by fours and fives? That's got to be what it is. Right? He's sizing it super tiny, saying like, okay, sticky boy, call with all your weird one pair of hands that I'm now beating. Like he's pricing all those hands in, right? Not really. I mean, fours and fives. I mean, they have six outs against Chidwick's. I mean, they rep. called the raise before and now there's more money in the pot, right? I mean, priced in, when you say priced in, you mean against Chidwick's value hands or do you, what do you mean? I just mean in general, like okay. priced in, I mean, I mean against his range. Um, definitely not against his super strong value. It's not, it's not enough, right? Yeah. But sometimes they're ahead. Daniel might figure, and because Chidwick's super polarized, and sometimes they have outs. They so always have outs. Do you think Chidwick would bet 150 on the turn if the turn was a jack? I mean, I really don't. I really don't. I think he's giving up. So that means Chidwick pretty much always has it, in your mind? I or think has, has, has Daniel beat at least? When he bets 150 here, yeah. Like, Daniel's got a pot... Left. If Chidwick's bluffing, he's probably just going to move Daniel in, right? Why would he bet 150? How's Daniel ever going to fold anything real for 150? That Daniel yeah. just called a three bet with on the flop. That seems insane. That is, that is asking too much of the world. <laughs> asking too much of don't the world. Don't you think? Am I crazy here? What do you think? I don't think you're crazy. I just think that the spot, it's easy to criticize and hard to figure out the answer. This is true. Chidwick's spot is impossible here. So I, I don't hate his decision at all. Okay. Because what he, I believe with the sizing, he's targeting worse hands. That's way better than moving in where now it's like now Daniel has to hero like crazy with those hands, you know, which maybe he'll do maybe, but it's much easier to call for 150 when you've got pocket fours than to call for your life when you've got pocket fours after Chidwick three bet the flop. It's just so much easier. Yeah. 
So, I guess that must be what Chadwick's trying to get to happen. So, so I like I, this is not a bad decision. I don't hate this decision at all. I think checking is really fine too, and pro- I think I like it better. But I, I see what Chadwick's doing, and I, I, I'm cool with it. Yeah, I just I hate check folding in a spot like this. Yeah, me too. Me too. But like every time Daniel has this beat and we bet, we're just throwing chips away. Yeah. If we, we don't, if we, we don't if have we imagine, to check fold. If we imagine that Daniel's always checking back when he doesn't have us and always betting when he has us, then I like checking a lot. Of course, but I yeah. don't know if Daniel's really doing that. Yeah. I mean, if Daniel's got pocket fives, he's going to check back, isn't he? I would think he would. If he has pocket sevens, he's just going to check back. You would, I would think he would. The thing that's weird is our story makes no sense at all if we check now, right? Right. It's like, a strange thing. We're just like, giving up. It's just a give up. Right. And so Daniel may actually decide with pocket sevens, like, I just always have you, right? Don't just I just make sure that you? make sure he doesn't get there and bet? Yeah. Why give you a free card? Yeah. Give you infinite odds and a free card for no reason. Like, the pot's big for me. Like, the pot matters. I'm just going to take it. Um, maybe I even fold out a slightly better hand once in a while Some if, if there's some super weird dynamic. Like 9-10? Yeah, I didn't even mean that. Yeah. But yes, like nine, ten. I meant more like six, five, six, or something like that. You know, if he's, that's Daniel, not better. If you have Daniel's pocket fours, oh, it is okay, or pocket fives. Got you. Um, six, eight, something like that. Maybe he, you know, if he can fold out one of those, like okay, cool. But um, yeah, so uh, it's a weird spot. I agree with you. It's sort of an impossible spot that Chidwick totally engineered. By the way, yes, there were six six outs that were going to come where the, he was going to be in the spot, and here we yeah. are. Well, he bets 150 into 575. Yeah. Negreanu's got 444 total. What do you do as Negreanu now? You have two sevens. I mean, we thought as Negreanu we were ahead on the flop. That's why we called, right? Yeah. We absolutely didn't call because to, to improve. Right. This nine should not change anything. It usually doesn't. It'd be, it's, it's weird that it did. It's yeah. super weird that it did. Um, unless something, unless we get some new read on Chidwick, I don't think we should fold. How can we fold? That seems crazy. You know? Yeah, so I think I, we have to call. Now it looks like Shidwick setting up a shove on the river. Yeah, it does, but we probably have to call that on good cards. Yeah, but that seems okay to yeah. me. Negreanu's got four forty-four total, right? And he just bet one hundred fifty, so we're gonna have like two ninety-four if we call. We have like the thing is this: Shidwick's almost never gonna bluff the river, right? Of course, then sometimes he may bluff because of that, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I mean like. We're going to have to call on certain cards if we call now. We're just going to have so to. So Negreanu is not going to call here. Well, I'll tell you what he does in a second, but let's yeah. imagine he did. Okay. And then the river is like a jack. And Chidwick moves in. What, is, well, what does Chidwick do, oh, first okay. of all? Well, Chidwick, who actually has 10-9? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, what do we do as Chidwick if... There's Negreanu- 875 in the pot, and Negreanu would have... Under 200K remaining. I feel like we have to check. No, he's got 294 remaining. No. He, he would have. calls. He has 444. Yeah. Yeah. He has 444. Oh, right, right, yeah. 150. Yeah, yeah. He's got 294. 294, but there'd be 875 in the pot. I mean, we're supposed to check, right? We've got a medium strength hand. Why would we bet? We're going to get called by all better hands. Why would we bet? We're supposed to check and then hope it goes check, check. And fold if Negreanu moves in? Probably. What's Negreanu have that's, yeah. that, is, that we're not that getting we're such ahead a good of. price? Yeah. We have a nine. We three bet the flop and he called the turn. Like, what are we ahead of? Turns yeah. out we're ahead of two sevens, but Negreanu's not going to shove two sevens, I think. Negreanu's going to check back two right. sevens, right? He's going to be like, I hope I'm ahead, right? I don't know. No reason to like blow up my tournament when every time you have it. Negreanu would never think we hit the nine. He wouldn't try and bluff us off a of jack, I think, at this point. So. I feel like 
it would just go check, check a lot when Negrano has these medium strength hands. All right. Well, let's talk about what actually happens. Okay. Cause it's not that Chidwick has bet one fifty K Negrano decides to move in yeah. for his remaining four forty four total. Yeah. That's a weird play. Okay. So I'm just going to say this. We'll see what we think. I haven't examined this yet. We haven't done any breaking down. We haven't talked about this, this decision yet. This seems awful to me on seems a first bad. glance. Seems first bad. glance, this seems like a huge mistake. Like a terrible mistake. Not because Chidwick has a nine, but because, in fact, this is Chidwick has maybe the only hand that he that this might work against. <laughs> but Chidwick should either be Daniel should be way ahead or way behind at this point, right? Daniel yes. should have like Chidwick usually has like two unpaired cards. He has like King Queen. Right. Yeah. So he's got six outs. Um, or he's got us completely destroyed. All right. So to give Nurgunner the benefit of the doubt. Sure. What he's trying to do, obviously, is I mean, he thinks if he gets called, he's losing. He's just trying to shut down the equity. He's like, the pot is enough now that shutting down the equity is worth it to me. It is a big pot now. Yeah, that's true. Um, Negrano only has 29 blinds left. And Negrano may also think like, Chidwick's almost never going to bluff the river. Right. Right. And and, and Negrano thinks like, I'm often calling the river. Chidwick's never bluffing the river. So like, I'll shut down the equity, not give him his free shot at his 12% or whatever. That's actually not crazy. When we say that, actually, I kind of like it a little bit more. If we think Chidwick's really shutting down. The yeah. bluffs. If we assume Chidwick is shutting down the bluffs on the river, which is a reasonable assumption. I mean, Chidwick should, but Chidwick should, I mean, Chidwick should have shut down the bluffs yeah. on the turn too. And I think he probably was, but I don't know. As Negrano, we In don't know. In that really case, Negrano should fold the turn, even right. though it's 150. Right. But if Negrano should fold the turn, then probably should fold the flop. Right. Negrano didn't have to do any of this. He could have just called on the flop. He could call on the turn. Yep. It'd be 50K on the flop. It'd be 100K on the turn. He would have all these chips still. You yeah. know, he, he set himself up to have a tough decision on the river, but he'd still have, even if he calls and loses, which we don't know what the river's going to be yet, um, but if he calls and loses on the river, let's say Chidwick's able to bet the river somehow. It's another nine, and it's a super easy value bet for Chidwick, right? He bets 200K on the river, and Negrano calls. Okay, that sucks. Negrano still has, like, most of his stack, right? He's out 375, not most, but he's got more than half a stack left, right? That's... Instead, now Negrano's moving in in a spot where, like you said, every time he's called, he's beat. Right, but, I mean... I do get what he's doing. Like, yeah. He's, he's assuming Chidwick's not going to bluff because there's not going to be enough behind for it to make sense to bluff. So let's just make sure he doesn't get one of his six outs. Right. And that's, that's I, I kind of like that part of it if that's true. If Chidwick's really going to shut It's more down. reasonable than initially. I agree. No, this is what I was, yeah, this is what I was saying. Like, we'll see. Yeah. That part does make it sound better. If we were deeper, this seems awful. I agree. This still seems I don't think Nurano would ever great. do this if they were deeper, though. If Nurano right. had 800 behind, he would never do this. Right. Right. Still, I kind of like, you know, we have a medium strength hand. Maybe we could put in a medium strength amount of chips. I don't know. I, if Chidwick is actually not bluffing the river, right. this is better. Do we, but we don't know that, right? Chidwick's taken such weird lines in this hand. Sure. We, Chidwick has got to be capable of bluffing the river. I don't know how often he's actually doing it, but I got to believe Chidwick is one of those guys, if he's number three GPI and he's been up there for years and years against these dudes, that he's going to be closer to balanced with these, like, where he's betting 300K on the river than a lot of other guys. Yeah. Now, I mean, the pot's going to be enormous for Daniel by the right. river, right? If Daniel calls here, right? Because there was already 500, 800. It's like 900K in the pot yeah. almost, right? And he's going to have 300 left. Yeah. And if Chidwick moves him in, he's going to be getting four, four to, to one. one to call. Yeah. But Daniel could sit there and say, like, I can't beat anything. And why is he giving me four to one to call, right? So it goes both ways. Daniel is a calling station, though. 
I, I, yeah. So I think it's pretty clear what he's doing. I think we, yeah, we must. Have I agree. That, right? I agree. That's got to be. What's and up. it's not as and bad as it initially. It's not nearly as bad as I thought. It's not nearly as bad as like. There's another hand that we might do someday. Yeah. Where Benny Spindler flops quads famously with with yeah. King Jack. Yeah. And his opponent Gomez, I think his name is, yeah. has pocket aces, so he has a second nuts. It sucks. Gomez bets. Spindler yeah, raises. Jack, Jack, Jack. Yeah. Spindler. Yeah. Gomez bets. Spindler raises. Gomez calls. That's the fine. turns like a meaningless card, yeah. like a five or something. Gomez checks. Gomez checks. Spindler bets two million. Gomez has six million total and moves in. It's Which the is, worst thing in the world. It's absurd. Yeah, because Benny never has like over pairs there. Yeah, like that can call anyway. Yeah. Right. And so it's it's just it's an absurdly bad play. So it's like this is not like that's that. like You're the right. worst version of what you thought Negreanu was doing. Here. Right. Yeah. Like game theory disaster. That's yeah. a true game theory disaster. As we talk about it, yeah, this is actually not as bad because Negreanu is protecting when he because he thinks he's not getting any more anyway. Right. right? That is okay. That's reasonable. That's just, now. I don't know what the hell happened on the flop. I don't no. know why he did all those things on the flop. I mean, we came up with reasons, but all this stuff comes back to Negreanu protecting, protecting, protecting. He just doesn't have to be doing any of this. He doesn't have to play it this way. It's weird that he's choosing to. I actually kind of like it on the turn. I actually kind of like this. No, no, no. But I'm saying like this overall philosophy yeah, yeah. of protecting, which is something he wasn't doing before. Right. He was playing small ball and stuff like that. He didn't care nearly as much about protecting you, and it feels like now he's really doing different things, and it's odd. Yeah, so let's talk about this now from okay. Chidwick's perspective. Right, because Negreanu just moved in after calling the three-bet. So the all of a sudden, this is a very strange spot for Chidwick and really what he didn't want to happen. I mean, it looks like Negreanu's got it all day, right? Doesn't Negreanu always have it? Yeah. I mean, it turns out he's got pocket sevens, but... Uh, well, what's happening, number one, is Negreanu thinks he has it. Negreanu mm-hmm. thinks he has the best hand. Yes, he does. And Chidwick... I mean, how are we doing against Daniel's range now? Daniel, I, by the way, Chidwick starts tanking and Daniel f- must feel a huge relief. He's like, okay, I actually, he has a hand he's considering calling with somehow, but I'm winning. Well, maybe he doesn't know that he's winning anymore when Chidwick tanks instead of like the insta oh, oh, maybe he's like, oh, maybe Chidwick does have over pairs here. Right. Because yeah, yeah Daniel actually says uh, later on, um, yeah, I knew, I knew he had nothing when he three bet the yeah. flop. Like I was sure he had nothing. Um, but then when Chidwick doesn't insta fold, he didn't talk about this, but I'm just saying like, yeah, now it's like, oh, I guess he has something and it can't yeah. really be ace high anymore. No, he's going to fold ace high really. So what can we beat? Yeah. I guess five, six, we're back to five, six and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Really weird hands that he decided to turn into these, like play this huge pot against fours us, and fives, five, six. Yeah. When he could have just called with those yeah. when we raised, he'd never had to put in a big three bet and then bet. And but he blocks a lot of stuff with all those hands. Maybe he decides those are he good does. three betting hands. He does. But, you know, again, Daniel's range is we're not doing great against. All right. So what do you want to do with Chidwick here? Okay. My first initial hit is I do not want to call. <laughs> I would like to choose to not call this. This. this you, think, you think not calling would be good? It feels like not calling is the move immediately. Okay, so and maybe we'll talk about it and change our minds or change my mind. But like my first hit is like Daniel has only looks. Now, Daniel only called the three bet on the flop. But come on. Like. All right. So there's a, almost 1.2 million in the pot. Right. We're getting four to one. Yeah. So that's awesome. So we only have to be right 20% of the time. Yeah. Now, Although we're drawing dead against all of the, the things. We're drawing dead. And sometimes Daniel is, we're ahead right now, but Daniel's got reasonable outs against us too. He's got a pair in a straight draw or something like that. Would Daniel really play a pair in a straight draw this way? Maybe he would. He played pocket sevens like this. It's not that different. Yeah. Right. Pair in a straight draw has two more outs. Or sorry, four more outs, right? In terms of the straight outs. Um, I guess they have other outs too in theory. But, you know, like sec- making two pair and trips and stuff. Yeah. But, Whatever. So uh, it just feels like most of Daniel's strength here, most of Daniel, okay, first of all, is Daniel ever bluffing? 
No. It's hard to imagine he's ever bluffing, no. right? Yeah. He flatted the flop. He just yeah. moved it on the turn. If he's bluffing, it's it's insane. Yes. Okay, so he's only got value. Yeah. What value does he have that he's doing this with? Well, we've already enumerated that, right? There's the super strong hands. Yep. There may be pocket fours and pocket fives and pocket sevens and pocket eights, but those could just be calls. Chidwick has to, if he's going to call, Chidwick yeah. has to believe that Negreanu is going to do this equity denial thing with those hands or else he can't call. Right. That's one thing. I think the other thing which may inform Chidwick, if he wants to call, is he may do a, a uh, what hands do I have here? What hands do I ever show up here with, with this line? And it's like all the super strong hands, top pair. I never have an over pair, as we know. Uh, I never have a, I never like a set of nines or aces or anything like that. Um, and maybe Chidwick thinks like, and a lot of bluffs. Although, does he bet his bluffs on the turn? Yeah, does he I bet don't the know. 150? Because if he's giving up with his bluffs on the turn, actually, this is the weakest hand he really shows up with. Yeah. But if he's betting all those bluffs on the turn, now I know we were, I was saying I thought he was going to check those, check, give up. But if he's betting all his bluffs on the turn, if he's betting a jack for 150, and he's betting an ace, and he's betting a king, he's betting a queen, he's betting almost everything, well, now this is one of the, maybe this moves, to, when you're getting four to one, this is way good enough to call with. Right? Those, are the, that's, those are the two lenses we have to look through it. And the question that I can't answer is, is Chidwick betting 150 with a bluff on the turn a fair amount of the time? Probably a little bit, but is he doing it a lot? I think it comes more down to Negreanu's range in his mind than, mm-hmm. than his range in his GTO thing. Like, I would just be thinking, okay, if I can give Negreanu fours, fives, sevens, and eights along with all the strong stuff, slam dunk call. You can call. Yeah. Slam dunk call. Fours and fives even only slam dunk call. Because it's 13. Yeah, there's 13 combos of strong value, right? Versus 12 of that. So, yeah. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. So, if you, so that's all you Four to one. That's all you need. I mean, all you need, you just give him fives. Yeah. Even like if he's and, only and, doing it sometimes, it's fine. And, yeah. and then, you, I mean, if you're giving him that type of stuff, you're obviously adding in five, six suited and hands like that. Sure. Because it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Then it's a call. Then it's an easy call. Yeah. The question is. Why would we think Daniel's really doing this? Even though we figured out why he was doing this, why would we really think he's doing it? Like, this is not standard. No, it's not. But Chidwick must think that Negreanu has this equity denial play in him because yeah. Chidwick calls. He must see. He must have seen Daniel do this because, as you said, he tanks for two minutes, but he does call. Yeah. He does call. Now, it could be a four-to-one thing, more like a categorical four-to-one thing, not based on combos, but like, okay... I have the sense in my mind that Negreanu does this equity denial thing. And if he does, he probably does it with, you know, fours, fives, five, six suited, maybe sevens and eights, but let's forget about that. Yeah. Okay. Fours, fives and five, six suited. So either he does that or he doesn't. So I only have to be like 20% sure that he does that to make this call profitable. (laughs) I don't know if that's exactly right. Cause then there's 20% sure that it's even possible. By the way, those hands still have equity against us. Okay, fine. We have to be 33% sure. No, but Daniel also then has all of the value in his range, even when we're right about that. You have to be right. So it's not, so it's not really, so it's it's more like, it's gotta be higher than that. It's gotta be like 40, 45%. That's true. So you need to have seen this happen. Yeah. If you've seen Daniel do this in, in the last year or last six months, I guess you could decide it's possible. But man, I mean, every fiber of my being would be like, yeah, you have top hair. It doesn't matter. Like, you're beat, bro. Like, come on. Well, Chidwick's better than you, and he calls. Yeah. And uh, things are both true. And that's how we knocked out Daniel Negreanu. Yes. And because there was not a seven on the river. So, no, no seven on the river because Daniel had two outs. I mean, it's such a weird spot. It is such a weird hand. And the thing that was really weird about it as a viewer, because I saw this hand as it happened, yeah. is they kind of came in a bit late on the hand, and only one of Negreanu's cards was red, and it was a seven. 
You're like, okay, so Nagarno is definitely not ahead, right? Because oh, you, you can say see red, like red by the right R- by the RFID yeah, yeah. reader. Yeah. It's like so he only had one card showing. So you know audience. he's losing. Yeah. You know he's losing. You just don't know how. <laughs> You're just like, <laughs> I guess it's probably sevens, but could be seven six. It's yeah. seven six seven seven, right? Yeah. That's really the only things. Unless he took seven eight and turned it into a bluff and then turned it open ended, yeah. right? Those are the only possibilities. Um, what a wacky, crazy hand. Yeah, I mean, crazy. What a crazy way to go out of a three hundred k buy in tournament. But close to the, the bubble. money, yeah. <laughs> two off the five hundred fifty. Now Daniel's doing fine financially. I sure. Know. So he can afford to mess around more than probably most people can. Not maybe. I, I don't know that he would argue that he's messing around. I mean, when I saw the interview, he said like, "Oh yeah, I was sure. I knew he had nothing on the on the flop." Now, new is what people say a lot. Right. But, if Daniel, he, but if he's so interested in equity denial, then he should just four bet shove. Um, that's fair. Um, he said the nine should change nothing, so I moved in. You know, yeah. and so I think. I think that is what was going on with all of that. But, uh, yeah, he can shove. And, by the way, if Chidwick has aces, Chidwick may fold aces anyway yeah. when Daniel Forbet shoves. like um, That might have f- been a better way to do it. The thing you're... is, he thinks Chidwick never has aces. Right. That's the thing. He thinks Chidwick is, you know, is everything or nothing here. And so sh- shoving is crazy. And, by the way, we would agree with that, right? Yeah. Like, like, okay, let's not go crazy with equity denial to the point where we put 70 blinds in yeah. here on the flop with two sevens because it's a six high board. That is exactly the opposite of what I want to do usually in poker. Yep. Like, I want to keep the pot small until I want to bluff big or I want to get big value. You know, that's what I want to do for the most part, right? I, wanna, I don't want to play huge pots with medium strength hands mostly. Well, that's what that's what happened for both Stephen Chidwick and Daniel Negreanu. Chidwick wasn't trying to do that. It's he sort of fell into it. Negreanu tried to do that. It's yeah. a little different, you know. And the Grim Reaper takes another soul. Yes, yes, he did. And good, good on you. Yeah, you gotta you gotta do what you were born to do. Chidwick, you kill, you reap. <laughs>